Welcome to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. I'm John Tanza in Washington, working on this program very much. Here are some of the top stories making news across South Sudan this Friday, November 11, 2022. 100 patients with cataracts in Juba Town regained their sights after a free surgery sponsored by Dr. Philip Tongon's foundation. We've hit our target of 100 cataract patients and officially screened over 519 patients officially. These are the registered patients who came in and got screened. And South Sudan's vice president promises to increase fundings to health sectors across the country. Zero malaria start with me. I will do my part as a minister of health. I will do my part as a mother. I will do my part as a community member. We'll have these stories and more coming up on South Sudan in Focus. The Dr. Phillips Pharmaceutical Company in Juba has wrapped up a one-week free eye surgery for 100 cataracts patients at Juba Teaching Hospital. The managing director of the Dr. Philip Tongun Foundation, which sponsored the free eye surgery, is calling on other companies operating in South Sudan to step up their corporate responsibilities and give back to the community who are in need of services. Juliana Shiapai has the story for VOA from Juba. Emmanuel Tangun, the managing director of the Dr. Phillips Tangun Foundation, says his team provided free eye surgeries to 100 cataract patients and even exceeded their goal by adding 10 more. We're actually very thankful for the staff of uh, Juba Teaching Hospital, all of them who came in and showed us much support and coming in and working from tirelessly from uh, 7.30 in the morning all the way to almost 3 p.m. every day from Monday to Friday. We've hit our target of 100 cataract patients and officially screened over 519 patients, officially. These are the registered patients who came in and got screened. Yes, there were others who came in with minor ailments and they were just given basic medicines and uh, they actually went away. Juba Teaching Hospital Medical Assistant Mariam Saturolino Arika says she was happy to take part in this week's free eye surgeries. Arika says the 100 cataract surgeries that took place this week underscores how many people in Juba suffer silently at home because they cannot afford the operation. We are finishing the surgeries we started on Monday to Friday. It's five days. He gave free medicines for people who could not afford. We also did surgeries for 100 to 100 patients. I see this initiative is good. It should continue with it because it can help the people who cannot get medicines. There are people here in Juba. You cannot know where they are, but through the radio, they were called. They got free medicines and free surgeries. It has helped a lot of people. John Gwotzdeng, an ophthalmic officer from the Juba Teaching Hospital, says the hospital normally conducts cataract surgeries every Thursday, but this week was different because of the generosity of the Dr. Philip Tangun Foundation. We have hit the target and we have gone beyond the target. We operated. 104 cataract surgeries and we didn't end there we went to do some other eye operations 
we had pterygium excision. Pterygium is a fleshy growth that is lamia uh, in Arabic. And then uh, we had trachoma surgeries. And we also did some eye cleanings, that is corneal scrappings. So totally for this week exercise, we have operated 109 patients. It had been uh, hard, but we managed doing that, though time was very squeezed. Emmanuel Tagori encourages all companies to take up the course and give back to the community. The Free Eye Cup and Eye Examination is an annual initiative by the Dr. Philip Stangul Foundation, which commemorates the legacy of the late Dr. Philip. It's usually scheduled on the World Sight Day, which was October 13th this year, but was pushed back to November due to unforeseen circumstances. All patients who are operated on will return to Juba Teaching Hospital tomorrow for final checkups on the status of their eyes after surgery. Tagun says plan to extend the ICAM to other states will be discussed next year. For VOA News, I am Juliana Shapai in Juba. Still on health issues, officials are calling on the South Sudan government to increase funding to fight malaria. A senior government official with the South Sudan government says they will increase budget allocation to health sector and meet the Abuja declaration which calls for African countries to allocate 15% of their annual budgets to the health sector. For VOA News, Wake Simon Wood reports from Juba. Healthy officials wrapped up a three-day conference on malaria yesterday in Juba where Dr. Victoria Anip, the Undersecretary in South Sudan's Health Ministry, announced several resolutions approved by the attendees. Prioritizing universal coverage of long-lasting insecticide treated nets using innovative distribution approaches and implement indoor residual house spraying and larvicide source management were applicable and sustainable. Number 14, the strength and surveillance and monitoring of resistance to insecticides. Uh, last, lastly, the strengthened health information system and integrated disease surveillance and response system for strategic use of data for decision making at all levels. Stakeholders in the health sector called for increased funding from public, private and civil society actors to fight malaria. They also called on the health ministry to expand implementation of the Boma Healthy Initiative Package, which would provide universal health coverage to all citizens. Healthy experts and officials attending the conference also agreed that the government should prioritize investing in resilient and integrated healthy systems and malaria interventions in all relevant healthy programs and implement seasonal malaria chemical sprays in high burden areas. South Sudan's Healthy Minister Yolanda Aweldeng called for workable means to implement the resolutions on fighting malaria, adding that her ministry will provide 500,000 US dollars to fund the campaign. Let us work together to develop our nation and sustain our country. Zero malaria stand with me. I will do my part as a Minister of Health. I will do my part as a mother. I will do my part as a community member. 
What are you going to do? Are you going to do your part? Jennifer Eric, an official with the U.S. Agency for International Development, says while donors play a key role in South Sudan's fight against malaria, the government needs to take lead. Hassan Abdelbagi Akol, South Sudan's vice president for service cluster, urged the health ministry to implement all of the resolutions approved at the event and encouraged all stakeholders to join the fight against the disease. He says last year the government approved a five-year malaria strategic plan with a goal of reducing malaria by 80% by the year 2025. Now, starting from the, the supplementary budget and next year budget, we are going to make sure that we raise the budget of the Ministry of Health to 10%. And next, until 25, we are going to have 15%. Experts say malaria is one of the major contributing factors to poverty. The World Health Organization says when it does not kill, it costs money. In a report released last year, the World Health Organization said malaria costs Africa an estimated $2 billion US dollars a year and it slows economic growth by 1.3% per year. At least 600 people die every month in South Sudan due to malaria, according to the Ministry of Health and WHO. At the same time, South Sudan's healthy sector is typically one of the least funded budget items over the years, says Dr. Anib. She notes the healthy ministry used to get less than 2% of the country's annual budget, which was doubled this year to 4%. However, much of that funding goes to paying civil servant salaries and transfers to states, said Dr. Anib. For VN News, I'm working Simon Wudu in Juba. The leader of the Rebel National Salvation Front says his group will not take part in what he calls sham elections if and whenever the vote is held. General Thomas Rilo says the atmosphere is not ripe to hold any elections in South Sudan. He cites ongoing battle between President Kir's government and opposition groups. According to the 2018 Revitalized Peace Agreement, South Sudan's first elections since gaining independence were supposed to be held in March, but the process has been derailed with delays. Cirillo and other members of the South Sudan Opposition Alliance have yet to sign the agreement. The National Salvation Front has never left any alliance. NAS is one of the biggest opposition groups in the country and is the major party of the Soma Alliance. But due to differences among the members, one member, the South Sudan United Front South, uh, was dismissed, and uh, another party, the Realist PLM, refused to sign Soma Charter. Uh, so this technically ceasing to be a member. Uh, so James Nas has not rejoined any alliance. These are fabrications aimed at advancing negative propaganda against Nas and to cause confusion among our members and the people of South Sudan. So the last time I spoke with you, General, you and your group had not ratified the revitalized comprehensive peace agreement. 
Are you ready this time to ratify that agreement? We rejected the Arab Access Agreement and we refused to sign this agreement because the agreement is flawed and never addressed the root causes of the conflict. We still maintain this position in James today and now, four years later, we stand vindicated and correct in our position, our political analysis and our assessment. This agreement has not brought about uh, the peace that our people were yearning for and the period of this government is expiring in February next year. General, there are talks of uh, elections soon to come in South Sudan. Do you think the atmosphere is ripe for elections in South Sudan and uh, would you participate? It's not ripe for elections to be held in South Sudan. There are different types of wars, James, in South Sudan as we talk. The government is fighting the opposition groups that did not sign the agreement, plus the ongoing communities wars. Half of the population uh, of South Sudan is outside the country as refugees, and the rest inside the country. Most of them are displaced. Any fair elections, uh, James, require peace in the first place, and then freedom and fair processes, which are not there in South Sudan. For example, fair and legal political party registration, other legal processes, and then uh, voter registration and census. The issue of the conflict in South Sudan must be addressed first before any elections are uh, conducted in the country. Uh, so the National Salvation Front for these regions will not take part in any shame elections that will only help in legitimizing the status quo to continue destroying the country, killing our people and uh, destabilizing uh, the whole country. What do you say to those who said, General, that uh, people like you and the others in your alliance are contributing to the problems afflicting South Sudan? As a result, the country is unable to come to complete peace. What do you say to those people? It is a well-known fact. Even our kids in the streets of our country and outside the country, they know that uh, the suffering of our people is the making of the regime in Juba. So I want to, to say that we are not uh, responsible or contributing to the suffering of our people. And he said, we are the one working very hard to bring about salvation to the people of South Sudan. Thank you so much again, General. It's very, very nice to talk with you and welcome back. Thank you very much, James. That was General Thomas Cirillo Swaka, leader of the National Salvation Front. He was speaking with my colleague James Batty. Listening to South Sudan in focus on the voice of America. Coming up, some South Sudanese comedians say laughter is medicine. Find out why after this break. What do you think? People speak out on important questions. The question today. What do you do on the weekends? Over the weekend, uh, uh, we I happen to read my books, the novels, and uh, sometimes I go for my leisure time, play pool tables, and uh, watch uh, football because I'm a fan of Arsenal. Weekends, most of the time I listen to music, I go to the beach, I hang out with my friends. Sometimes I go to the clubs, but mostly, most of my time I'm always with my mom. 
It is very good. Weekend is something where you can enjoy your life with either your boyfriends, girlfriends, your friends, and colleagues sometime. So it can be in, in form of swimming, playing football, and watching football. I'm a great fan of football. What do you think? A daily discussion of important questions from VOA. You are listening to South Sudan in Focus on the Voice of America. With freedom of association and assemblies restricted in South Sudan following the 2013 and 2016 violence in Juba, more South Sudanese are exploring ways of how to meet, laugh, and reduce daily stress impounded by economic hardships. Some comedians say they have a duty to put a smile on the faces of South Sudanese who are searching for a peaceful South Sudan. For VOA News, Juliana Shiapai reports on how comedy is bringing hope to many people in the capital, Juba. People who have overeaten for not less than 11 years of experience. Ready to eat Lobur Telling on Christmas Day. Ready to eat until die. So you can submit your application now to Kilikilwana Comedy Extra every Thursday. It will be here. The Kilikiluana Comedy Extra puts on a new show every Thursday at Jubat Nyokoran Cultural Center to help young people escape the hardships of everyday life in South Sudan and laugh a little. Speaking to South Sudan in Focus via phone earlier today, Isaac Antoli Lomori, the founder of the Kilikiluana Comedy Show, popularly known as MC Lomix, says he started the show in 2014, one year after the civil war erupted. It was uh, an initiative that was started way back in uh, on the 3rd of May 2014. Reason for the start was just to restore uh, the lost happiness that uh, that was you know stolen by the war of 2013. So we wanted to see that people again recover from the stress and trauma of the war, losing the loved ones. So we just try to create kind of a want to bring back smiles to the people of South Sudan. The Juba-based comedian Emmanuel Dule Santino, known as Mr. Latole, works extra hard to help people polarized by ethnic division. Yesterday, he surprised the audience by doing a joint performance with the comedian Butrus Gali from Viambio. Mr. Lotole also presented a comedy about the Christmas season. Aside from making people laugh, Lotole and Butrus also indirectly taught the audiences to appreciate the differences in the communities and the beauty of diversity within South Sudan's 64 tribes. Kilikilan Comedy Organization came into play in on the 20 on 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 third of May 2014. The reason for it was to restore the hope that was lost during the 2013 war. Uh, Kilikilana has really brought a lot of talent into this country and the 64 tribes are all under this umbrella and most of the youths every Thursday they gather here to uh, of course uh, showcase and get entertained and entertain uh, South Sudanese. The Kilikiluana entertainers are a mixture of comedians, musicians, songwriters, producers, and, and even high school students. Shadia Ropan is a songwriter and a makeup artist. She says for two years now since she relocated to Juba, the Kilikiluana show comedy has been her home for entertainment. Kilikiluana show is um, one of the shows that unites people, yeah? 
they like, like especially the youth it's just like something to entertain us in a peaceful way yeah like if you come around Kilikilana you find the 64 tribes yeah it's something so amazing not like you go to other club you find maybe uh, this this specific tribe that are much than one but Kilikilana is a place of unity through entertainment people like Shadi Aropal are desperate for lasting peace in South Sudan but in the meantime they are simply grateful to share a few laughs together at the Kilikilana show for VOA News I'm Juliana Shapai in Juba We'd love to hear your remarks on issues in this broadcast. My colleague Nabil Biagio, who is celebrating his birthday today, is ready with your comments. Happy birthday, Nabil. Take it over. Thank you, John. We heard from a number of you about our coverage this week. But first, we have some recorded messages. Thanks to BOA team, I'm Kenyiba following this program from Yay Small London. Keep it up. This is Peter Koshanyang with Bangunin Long Lasted South Sudan. The Minister of Higher Education should immediately pay the starting teachers in the Western Barakazan University say that the learning should go back to normal. Many of you also wrote to us this week about our coverage of the recent graduate of more unified forces, including James Roy Majok from Bantu Town, who writes, Hi Nabil and John Tanza. The good news is the graduation of unified forces in Moom Training Center in Lair County that took place yesterday morning. The Minister of Defense Angelina Teng and other government officials, including peace partners, have witnessed the graduation of unified forces in Unity State, which will improve the general security in all counties of the state as the peace agreement is ongoing through implementation. Daniel Dundagbai from Ragmajog in Lake State says, Hello John and Nabil. The graduation of necessary unified forces in Western Bahar Ghazali State on Friday clearly indicates that the government is doing its best to restore hope lost by ordinary citizens in the slow pace of implementing the revitalized peace agreement. Bravo to my government. The sons and daughters of peasants need peace to prevail in South Sudan such that the issue of dependency is is brought to an end. Mabor Alatringo in Rumbek of Lakeset says, Hello, John Tanza. It is heartbreaking to hear that a commercial vehicle was attacked by assailants along Eastern Equatoria Road, leaving 12 people dead. My question is, where are those government forces that are being deployed there? May the souls of those killed rest in peace. Manal from Khartoum, Sudan says, Hello, VOA. I enjoy listening to you. We hope to see Nabil in more programs on TV. May God bless you all. Lamude Emmanuel from BDBD Refugee Settlement in Uganda says, Hello, VOA. My concern is about the free eye surgery in Juba Teaching Hospital, which was a good idea by the Minister of Health. I wish they would extend the program to other areas in South Sudan. Thanks to Tanza and the team for keeping us updated. Love the program. Dun Majok Korai from Rumbek writes, Hello VOA. Congratulations to the University of Bahra Ghazal professors and lecturers for raising their voices demanding the new salary structure to meet inflation rates. 
Mading Malwalalwong in Juba says here in South Sudan, people don't learn from previous mistakes. We have been wasting our resources on the wrong priorities. We bought tractors, they didn't improve our food security. We inflated our payroll with ghost names, it didn't improve our country. We fought tribal wars and inflated our military ranks, they didn't secure our peace. We denied our military to have salaries, they resorted to the destruction of our forests to earn a living. When will we learn? Gumit in northern Bahar Ghazali state writes, Hello John and Nabil, sorry for the brain-dead leaders of South Sudan. It was Vivacell Network, they closed. Now they are on the neck of Mariah FM. May God save us from this. Saber Isaac Hamiz of Yambio in Western Equatorial State says, Hi, VOA South Sudan in focus. The Sudanese military leadership must stop their delaying tactics over the former Sudanese president's court process. Anyone in conflict with the law must face the law. His return to prison is still not enough compared to the level of crimes he committed during his ruling. Let General Burhan speed up his trial and those of others to please the Sudanese people. Mangwak Majuang from Rombek in Lake States, right? The strike by lecturers in the University of Bahar Ghazal needs special attention from the Minister of Higher Education before things get out of hands. The government of South Sudan must know that the future of every nation lies on the quality of education and the quality of education lies on teachers' lecturers' happiness. I urge the government to quickly process the payment of university lecturers before other universities join the strike. Heather from the Rhino refugee camp says, Hello VOA, we are now suffering in the camp regarding the process of getting food and soap. Here in the camp, we are given 4.5 kilograms of maize for one month, which you cannot complete the month. At least let our leaders be serious with the issue of peace so that we go back to our homeland, because now the UN is now tired of us. When a Pai Bernard from the Abiria Majo BDBD refugee settlement camp zone 4 writes, It is sad news for all refugees living in Uganda that the quality of food rations has been reduced from 8 kilograms to 4 kilograms per person per month. What remains is to suffer with hunger and die because the food is not enough. If the government of South Sudan notices that the people are dying of hunger or are being killed over food, they should not take it for granted because the situation is alarming. I'm appealing to the government of South Sudan to please speed up the peace process. The views expressed here do not reflect the views of this program or of VOA. We appreciate hearing from all of you. Keep those comments coming. Send us your brief comments and voice messages and we shall sample some of them every Friday. Our WhatsApp number is plus one two zero two six three zero eight zero one one. I'm your host, John Tanza in Washington. Thanks for taking time to be with us. Remember to join us next week for another edition of South Sudan in Focus from the Voice of America.
Secrets between me and you Try to keep things between me and you Can't deny